From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. A lot of us have had music lessons, most of us when we were tiny kids, and some of us actually stuck with it, practicing each day, even without being asked and taking pride in our recitals. That's some of us. Most of us drove our parents crazy trying to get out of practicing on a sunny day. But a few of us, even while in the depths of learning to play an instrument, ever imagined that those music lessons might open doors to the most significant relationships in our lives. That's what happened to Drew and Lacey Williams, a husband and wife duo whose longtime parent-mandated study of music put them at the center of a regional music scene, working with bands like Peter Breinholt, Charlie Jenkins, Ryan Shoup and the Rubber Band here in their home state, and with bands like Due West and the Jane Deere Girls in Nashville, where they cut their teeth as a bluegrass-tinged country duo. They're both educators, they're both musicians, both on stage and in studio, and songwriters. And they're both parents and spouses, too. We're thrilled to have Drew and Lacey in the Highway 89 studio with us, playing live, stripped-down version of stuff they've been working on. I've had so much fun this week listening to the sounds they've been putting together. Today, it's piano, it's guitar, and two great voices, like they perform on stages all over the West and in their living room just about any night of the week. Their music ranges from summertime boy-meets-girl love songs to touching meditations on the kind of sacrifice, faithfulness, heartbreak, and joy that characterize the relationships we treasure. Let's start with something fun, shall we? Here is Sweet Summer Love from Drew and Lacey. Still got a little bit of sun Left on my Thank you. 
Summer Love. We're listening to Drew and Lacey live in the studio today on Highway 89. I love that line, how did July become September? That's the story of our lives. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> you know, this is kind of fun. Usually we make people take turns, but we feel less uh, like you're worried about personal space since your husband and wife were making you share a microphone. <laughs> yeah, we're all good. We also got the idea when you were talking in here that you might want to finish each other's sentences. That does happen. Yes. Or possibly correct <laughs> each other. <laughs> Maybe more of that. <laughs> Lacey, tell me how you started as a kid being encouraged in music. Sure. So my my parents were very, um, very emphatic that we study music. And my mom grew up in a little town called Bicknell, Utah, up by Capitol Reef National Park. And she took piano lessons. And it was not easy to come by there. Hmm. But... But she did, and that was really important to her that we study music. And so she taught us piano um, from a young age. She was our teacher. And so we lived in Japan. My dad's job took us there, and she she just taught us lessons that whole time. And um, at one point, I know my dad said that all of us kids, I have, I'm the oldest of six. He said that all of our music lessons was more than uh, the house payment. But for them, that was that was just six kids <laughs> all in music. Yeah. That's dedication. It is. That is. How about you, Drew? Yeah. Uh, so I have uh, I have four brothers. I'm the middle of five boys. And when I was, golly, five, I think, uh, my parents took us to Burt Murdoch Music in uh, in Orem, Utah, and uh, said, pick an instrument. And so I picked the fiddle, well, the violin, but I always called it a fiddle, and. Uh, and that's yeah, that's that. I thought it looked the coolest hanging on the wall. Really, that's <laughs> kind of the whole just really how you should pick an instrument. Yeah, I and part of the reason I picked it is my parents took me to a festival um, and uh, Bill Monroe was playing, and I was absolutely captivated by his voice and his song and his sound and. I think that's probably uh, helped in the fiddle picking. Category. Yeah. So yeah. even though it was violin and there were some official quote violin unquote lessons, you were always wanting to play the fiddle. Yeah. Yeah. I started out playing Suzuki and mm -hmm. loved it. I think that's what tuned my ear to kind of that bluegrass improv, and uh, and then moved playing on. old Joe Clark. Yeah, oh, a lot <laughs> of old Joe Clark. Probably way too much old Joe Clark. Um, and then and then studied jazz violin out in San Francisco for for a long time. Hmm. So, Lacey, when you look back at the music history of both your families, is that that's sort of part of the song that we're about to hear? Absolutely. This this next song, um, my parents both, like I mentioned, grew up in in really small towns, and and you know things were not easy, and I'm just I feel like 
your your heritage you know you can't really choose what it is but um it makes you who you are and i'm you know for me i'm really really proud and grateful of of you know my past and my parents and their parents and how music was important and so yeah this kind of talks about about that all right we're, we're going to hear the, drew and lacy the next song is called help explain Guitar in the mail from a catalog And he'd play that thing when the sun went down To the radio in the hall And mama's mom could tell a story About a prince or a polywog And in basement rooms by the Utah moon We would finally drift off And that's what I got running through me Flowing through these veins And maybe it could help you understand Maybe you could help explain Maybe you could help explain You go back further to the mothers Who left everything they had And they said no to every status quo And they never even looked back the Vegas line And that's what I got running through me Flowing through these veins And maybe it could help you understand Maybe it could help explain Maybe it could help explain
That's Help Explain, Drew and Lacey, live in Studio 6 on Highway 89 today. There's a, I, I love the hymn-like quality. There's a little touch of that hymn something in there that just sort of does something to me. Sure, Very you. nicely done there. And I love the unfinished statement, Help Explain What. Right. You right. left that open for us all to fill in our own <laughs> blank. Yeah, because I think that's kind of the whole the whole gist of the song is that we're all trying to figure out where we come from, what that means, and how that influences the next steps of our lives. I know. It's almost like you guys are songwriters or something. That's really, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Drew, we, we know that uh, you both fell hard for music. How'd you fall for each other? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, so... We were at uh, Brigham Young University, and um, we just so happened to be in a bluegrass band with the uh, BYU Folk Ensemble. Mm. And I was date dating someone, and Lacey was dating somebody, and um, coincidentally, she got engaged, and I was close to getting engaged, and she went off to BYU-Hawaii, and well, needless to say, those relationships didn't work. They... They they chose other folks. Okay. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yep. And so uh, so Lacey got home from BYU Hawaii, and I uh, and I invited. I was playing with a, with a bluegrass band, a fine group of musicians uh, by the name of Gift Horse, and uh, so I invited her to a show, and and uh, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of it. We nice. <laughs> I thought I'd woo her with with my guitar playing. <laughs> I don't know if it worked. <laughs> well, it didn't Obviously. seem to have it didn't seem to have hurt, but it's also the first time I've heard uh going to Hawaii as one of the necessary steps to Nashville songwriting. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Lacey, okay, you're both musicians and then you were married, but you didn't immediately become Drew and Lacey. Right. As a performing duo. What what were you doing first? So when we when we first got married, we were both kind of playing with different groups. We each kind of had our own. I was still finishing up school. Drew was playing um, with Gift Horse and then with um, a band duo he had called the Tilby Williams Band. And, I mean, we would help each other out, but um, we were never officially a duo together. And it wasn't until we moved to Nashville that we thought, you know, let's become Drew and Lacey and – and that's sure easy to arrange rehearsals. Right, right. We had yeah. kind of a loft, loft studio thing up in our the house that we bought there, and we set it all up. And that's the first time we started actually rehearsing as a duo together. Nice. Well, we're going to hear a pair of songs. I want you to introduce the first one's called "First Kiss." It's actually a brand new single. It's out on iTunes. People can find yes. it. Features singy Lucy Shaw. Yes. So tell me about "First Kiss," and then I want to ask about "Cold Sassy" okay. after that. So "First Kiss." Um, it's different than a lot of the other songs I've written. Um, it kind of has a more country pop feel. And I wrote it, and I loved it, and but I just didn't feel like my voice was the right fit for it. I love singing it, but I could just hear somebody else's voice. And so um, I kind of had been following Lucy on social media, and I, I emailed her and said, hey, I'm coming out to Nashville. Your voice would be perfect on this track. Do you want to come sing it? And she said, sure. And so... It was fun for me to kind of act as the producer and produce the whole track. And, uh, yeah, it released on iTunes today, actually. The album so, version yeah. kind of feels like a dance tune. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like four on the floor. I was yeah. going. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, absolutely. Boom. It, it definitely has an EMD feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but country. It was totally a lot of country. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and Cold Sassy, is this connected with the novel? I heard names in there that make yeah. it Yeah, it absolutely is. I, I was 
flying to Nashville, and I was a little bit worried because I had these songwriting, you know, co-write set She up. was flying to Nashville while I was driving the truck to Nashville. <laughs> we just we just need to make sure that's clear. Yeah, so. You're, you're, so, not, super you're, you're not really over that, are you? No. <laughs> Still have hard feelings. Um, anyway, I, I was flying, and I was, I was like, hi, ah, I'm not from a little town. You know, I grew up in Tokyo and Alpine, which is small, but really connected to. Anyway, so... I was reading this book, Cold Sassy, and I thought, well, I could write a song about this book because it's about a small town, and and so I started writing it on the plane, and, and yeah, it's the first one that I, I finished right after we got there. Okay, well, we're going to hear this pair of pieces. The first one is First Kiss, Get Your Country EDM Glow-in-the-Dark <laughs> glow Cowboy Boots on for this one, and then we're, we'll hear Cold Sassy. This is Drew and Lacey. Well, no. 
listening to Drew and Lacey. They are Drew and Lacey Williams. We're so glad to have them in the studio performing live for us today. First Kiss, we just heard, followed by Cold Sassy. That just wants, want, makes me want to go check out the book. Got to oh, go find out book. the book. Drew, you talk about music being an important part of your life, but also something you want to pass on to your kids. So how do you plan that? <laughs> It's, uh, it's harder than we thought. Yeah. Are you going to take him at age five and have him check out what's on the wall? Or are, it sounds like they're already sort of experiencing nonstop music. Yeah. So we have so many instruments that, that just kind of lay around the house. And, um, and so we actually, the other day, we, we turned the corner and, and our little two-year-old Beckham was, uh, was playing uh, one of my violins when I was a kid. <laughs> just, you know, it was on the floor and he grabbed a bow and he was just sawing away and having a good time. So I think part of it is just that it's it's there all the time. We play music every single day. Um, you know, our, our girls love pop music, what girls don't and um, what kids don't. And so so we'll learn the songs they want to, you know, sing and play and, and we've got drums and piano and violins and electric guitars yeah, but and... it's not every parent that the kids can say hey here's this song play it for me dad <laughs> okay <laughs> let's do it it's right. it is fun i mean we have a, we have a blast our both our girls are taking piano lessons from lace and mm -hmm. and that's important to us and sometimes much to their chagrin Most uh, of the time. yeah but i mean that's I, that's kind of how i was my parents you know that's it was just part of before we went outside and played we yeah. had to practice so there's music all day but Lacey, i understand there's also music all night sometimes yeah so th that might take us to this next song so tell me about <laughs> six string lullaby sure so our oldest daughter emmy she from the time she was a baby has had a hard time going to sleep um still still has still does and so We've tried all sorts of things to help her fall asleep, and one of the things we did kind of in desperation was put on music. We tried opera. 
We tried hymns. We tried <laughs> everything we could think of. Nothing seemed to help. Finally, we put on our bluegrass playlist. Just mm. one night incomplete. You know, we didn't know what to do. And it worked better than anything we'd done before. And so... It's we... all about the banjo. <laughs> I guess so. The soothing sounds the of soothing the banjo. The soothing sounds of the banjo. <laughs> Maybe she just wanted to go to sleep so she could stop hearing it. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. She, so we kind of, she now has her own little iPod and it has a sleep playlist that's full of folk music and bluegrass music. And sometimes we'll send Drew in there to sing to her. And anyway, that one night I, after we put her to bed, then I wrote this song about, about her. And I think that's like the best moment I've had as a dad is when your kids come in and say, Hey dad, I can't fall asleep. Will you come in and play music mm. so that you can help me fall asleep? That's like, that's like the coolest part about music to me. Nice. Nice. Well, let's hear six string lullaby. This piece, uh, six string lullaby it will be followed up with some called simple life. Drew and Lacey performing it. It was made famous by Ricky Skaggs, a song by Harley Lee Allen. So we'll start with the first of those two six string lullaby.
Listening to Drew and Lacey live here in Studio 6 on Highway 89. Here we go with Simple Life. Well, I live a simple life. I work all day and sleep all night. A couple kids that need a nap. A big dog and a little cat. A wife that barks but rarely buying. So I live a simple life. I live a simple life, a good cold wind, the cold winds bite, a leather boots for my bare feet, and now and then a steak to eat, pick with my girl on Friday night, so I live a simple life. My favorite book is wrote about a man that died to save my soul. My favorite thing to hear is, Daddy, I'm so glad you're home. My favorite woman is 5'3 with long blonde hair and blue eyes. Still I live a simple life I live a simple life A couple of friends I really like A little house outside of town And no car that gets me around Complications may arise, so I live a simple life. I live a simple life. A cell phone when my old car dies. The internet to show me where. And GPS to get me there. Well, everywhere there's satellites, so I live a simple life. My favorite books wrote about a man that died to save my soul. My favorite thing to hear is, Daddy, I'm so glad you're home. My favorite woman is 5'3 with blonde hair and blue eyes. Still, I live a simple life. My favorite book is wrote about a man that died to save my soul. My favorite thing to hear is, Daddy, I'm so glad you're home. My favorite woman is 5'3 with blonde hair and blue eyes. Still, I live a simple life. Well, I live a simple life. I live that simple life. Pair of songs from Drew and Lacey, First Six String Lullaby and Simple Life. Uh, Drew, you've talked about music as a kind of a constant thread throughout your whole life, something that's always there, I guess, whether times are good or bad. Yeah. Maybe sometimes we, we need the music more when it's not so good. Uh, 
talk about times that music's been there for you. Yeah, so um, I think, I mean, my whole life, that's, like you said, I mean, it's it's been a constant. And, you know, whether, whether you move or whether there's a recession, um, I think the... The thing about music for Lacey and I is that you, you can never take it away from us. Mm. And um, I mean, there was a lot of there were a lot of, uh, of late nights, you know, working on degrees and and kind of pursuing that education. And uh, and we use music as a way to kind of take a break from all that um, and reconnect with the family. We Lacey and I are reconnecting together. So, yeah, I mean, I think that music just has a special ability to transport folks mm. um, kind of out of a dark place. I want to ask about, uh, because you've worked with lots of musicians from Utah to Nashville and all over, uh, do you have some people that kind of stand out as musical heroes to you? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I for sure. Um, a guy that I met, uh, Ryan Tilby, has has is a hero of mine. Um, I've shared the stage a lot with him, but just his musicality—is that a word? Yeah. He plays about every instrument, I think. <laughs> yeah, th- at least three times. Uh, <laughs> um, and I was—I mean, I was—I was super fortunate uh, when I when I graduated uh, BYU. Um, was able to be mentored by. Peter Breinholt, by Ryan Shute, by Craig Miner, uh, Bill Sprunger, Sam Payne. Um, I mean, those those folks are my heroes. Um, they might not know it, but they are, and we still listen to their music all the time. We spin their records a lot, and uh, yeah, so I think, um, I mean, all my heroes are kind of local folks, hmm. which is which is pretty cool. Well, everybody's mate who makes music is local. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because they're just the people who are there. Yeah, right. <laughs> talk, talk talk to me, Lacey, about that too. Uh, kind of either songwriting icons or musicians who've been a good influence for you, or that you've sort of helped you set your sights. Sure. So, um, I've always been drawn to to songwriters and singer songwriters. And growing up, my dad played James Taylor nonstop, mm. and I feel like that was such a such a you know. Um, experience for me to kind of understand what how you can tell a story with a song um and while you know I was such a just so different than so many of you know what people were listening to on the pop stations and I I remember my dad you know taking me to a Billy Joel concert and just all these people that can tell such stories with their Mm. songs and um and then when we moved to Nashville it was really cool for me to meet a lot of other women that were songwriters and and so many of them have just become heroes of mine that 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 was their livelihood and I was like oh I didn't know you could do that and and so um, that was really inspirational to me as well I want to ask about uh, there's a pair of tunes you're going to do one that that you've written and another one that's a cover tune but I heard this first one look away a while ago on the internet someone was saying Lazy just did this song. You have to hear this song. And so, of course, I just shut everything down and listened, and I loved it. But I want to ask about it, because this is a song about hard conversations, and some of us avoid hard conversations. <laughs> some of us, we think we're willing to have them, and then we shut them down. Right. Yeah, this, this is about not doing any of that. Right. Well, I just was so touched by the story of, of this, you know, soldier who I heard it on a podcast who 
felt like he couldn't tell people what really happened to him while he was serving in the Middle East. And mm. and finally he was able to, you know, his wife said, you have to start sh- telling the truth and sharing it. And when he did, his best friend, who he kind of talked to first, um, he said that his he told, you know, a true story to his friend instead of using humor to cover it up. And when the interviewer said, well, what happened? His He said, well, he didn't look away. And I just was so touched by that because it's so easy to look away mm. and think, oh, I have my own problems. That's what I need to focus on. But really, as humans, we have to we have to share in each other's struggles or else what are we here for? So that's what I wrote this e- about. Even if it's not to solve a problem, but just right. to be there to hear it. Right, because I think that's it what is. eventually does make everything better is when we can share in these struggles. And tell me why you chose to cover Same Old River, Sam Bush song. Yeah, so Sam Bush, he's he's a big hero. We, um, I mean, he's... He's just a mandolin playing hippie guy that's been playing bluegrass and folk music and and uh, anyways he's a big hero. We've watched him on stage and uh, it's just one of our favorite tunes. It's our it, kids love it too. It's such an imagine you know it's kind of a song about imagination and yeah. So. But I'm I'm going to try not to hear the voice of Barney now that you've said oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, it is a song about it. <laughs> putting yourself in a in an imagine imaginative place yeah. good i'm excited to hear both of these so we'll let you guys take your place with the guitar on your lap the piano not on your lap and here are drew and Lacey with look away and same old river we all have our skeletons the ones we try to hide and we all have our closets stuffed full of our darker side And sometimes I see flickers of a demon in your eyes It comes before the smile you use as your disguise Open the door now Let it all fall at your feet Pieces to if it holds, you can hand them over to me. Open the door tonight and say what you need to say. I can't promise the tears won't fall, but I won't walk away. Open the door and let it all fall at your feet. And all the pieces to every hold, you can hand them over to me. Open the door and say what you need to say. I can't promise the tears won't fall, but I won't look away. I won't have a fix And I won't have a reason 
Wish that I could be an Indian On a paint upon it so fast No one could ever catch me Or get caught up in my past I'd ride and cross many rivers Use many moons to tell the time Then I tell all the young warriors Many moons ago this was in mine same old river, same old sea, same old waters rushing over me. Same old moon, same old sun, same old race that we've always run. Same old race that we've always run. I wish that I could be a pirate. I'd sail the ocean blue Way before the big liners Started sailing there too I'd bury most of my treasure So I would leave a big hole And the only real sense of pleasure that I get Is I'd sail free in my soul Same old river, same old that I could be an outlaw running from the laws of time but no vigilante against the season I'd always keep my revolver steady and fast at my side I'd rob a train bound for glory cause I, I thought I needed a So many things I ain't ever done Same old river. Before that, look away. We're listening to Drew and Lacey here in Studio 6 on Highway 89, as always, coming to you live. Now, I've heard some, uh, lots of great production, lots of instruments, bass, drums, everything on, on some of the recordings and the demos, but this is actually really fun for me just to hear you two singing with just these instruments. It's got all the energy it needs. This is yeah, really it's great. Fun. It's fun for us, too. Now, there are some rich rewards in making music together. 
as Drew and Lacey, um, but you're involved in some other things individually still as well. And you talked about meeting a lot of really great women songwriters in Nashville. Tell me about the Maybell series. Sure. So um, when we moved back here to Utah, then I was I was kind of worried about how I was going to continue um, kind of that inspiration where, where I had all these, you know, wonderful women that that wrote songs. And so I decided when I got here, I needed to kind of start my own thing. And mm. so I started a project called the Maybell series where we do just a series of shows that, um, and that's after Maybell Carter. Yes. After the Carter family. Yes. The original, the original country, <laughs> country songstress. Yeah. So, um, we've been able to, um, we've got a few shows under our belt and we've had just some great, great women that write songs and sing. And, and this is where Several will sit around, and you just kind of go around yeah. and take turns. Yeah, just a total songwriter round where it's mm. just um, just the songwriter and their instrument. And is it? Do you find that that's a whole new thing for the people who are coming to something like that? Have they heard of it before? You know, I there has there's been a little bit of it here, but definitely not in Nashville where it was you know just the norm. And I, I found that people love it. Because it's so, you're just so connected to the songwriter and you have to be quiet. You know, it's not like a show in a park where everybody's talking and you have to be quiet and listen and you can just, you know, the songs are so powerful. And I think people are finding that. And I think too, the neat thing about a songwriter's round is it's not necessarily about the production. There's not a band. There's not, a lot of times um, the songwriter is not a performer, but mm. they're the ones that they get up and they they perform their songs and and everybody just kind of looks past kind of that performance aspect of it yeah. that we all just get so inundated with and it's raw and it's real and it's these folks singing about something they're passionate about and it's it's pretty cool to watch and, and be a part of it and I think anybody who goes to a songwriter in the round um, show comes away going wow that that's like a whole new way to think about music yeah yeah, almost like a storytelling circle yeah, or something, right. except Absolutely. add the music and it's right. twice as powerful. Yeah. Well, Drew, the time has come to reveal your deep, dark secret. Okay. but uh, <laughs> uh, You're looking like, oh, which one? <laughs> well, Lace, here well, it is. <laughs> well, the one I know about is that you are actually Dr. Drew. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay, uh, tell <laughs> So, so you, you were in education here in Utah, teaching, administrating. You moved to Nashville. Right. But... Not besides just doing the music, you really just kept pursuing the whole education thing. Yeah, w when we got out there, um, like I'll become a songwriter, and why not get a PhD? <laughs> right, because... hey, I was as surprised as anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when we got to Nashville, Lacey interviewed. She said, "Drew, we have to make some money, right, to live out here while we're while we're doing the music thing." And so, um, so I got a job as a dean of students at an inner city school in Nashville, and. Um, and I actually had signed up to go to Belmont to get my music administrative degree and, and, mm. and go down that road. And two to three months into working at this school and and seeing the impact that I mean, I, I had taught, you know, at a school and um, but just seeing the impact at that level. And so many of those kids didn't even know that Nashville was Music City, USA, didn't even know that it was the capital of country music. And, um, so I dropped out of Belmont and, and got, uh, and got my master's degree in education and just kept pursuing and, and, um, yeah. And then all of a sudden I woke up one day and 
I was graduating with a doctorate. <laughs> like, how did this happen? Yeah, from a from a kid who like basically didn't read uh, any books to someone who. But it, I was inspired by some pretty amazing leaders that uh, that had such a huge impact. So um, I think that. You know, I mean, that's the cool thing is, is just that inspiration is kind of sets you down your course and you don't even know it. Well, I wish we had more time, but we, we do want to be sure we squeeze at least one more song out <laughs> of you. It. Okay, I put on the, the Drew and Lacey t-shirt that it. you right. brought. Yeah. It fits perfectly. <laughs> you look good. And, and it has, it's a very nice color. It's a nice t-shirt, folks. You will want to get one of these. <laughs> but it has these two little birds at the top kissing, Drew and Lacey, so the lovebirds. So that leads us into this, this next song, Loving You More. This is original, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Yep, and I... It was just a month or two ago when I thought, geez, I've written all these songs. I haven't written really any love songs. I felt kind of bad about it. So I so I did I. Write a no, song. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're glad that has been remedied. So let's, yeah, have, let's you, do it. have you head over, grab the instruments again, and we're going to wrap up. This has been such a pleasure to have these two in the studio. Here are Drew and Lacey live on Highway 89, loving you more. these blue jeans are not the blue jeans I was wearing the night we met and that t-shirt's not the rock and roll t-shirt you were wearing when you kissed me on my mama's front step but I still think you fit just right when you put your arms around me on a Saturday night and your hand in mine feels just fine time's gonna win the battle but love's gonna win the war I haven't grown out of you Now I'm just loving you more And that Wrangler's now someone else's Wrangler Who doesn't have to worry about a second row This cookie-cutter house in the neighborhood not like our downtown studio But I swear I still feel 19 When you pass me in the hallway And you're kissing on me And you're driving me out tonight And it feels just fine Time's gonna win the battle But love's gonna win the war
That's Loving You More, Drew and Lacey, live on Highway 89. What a great line. Time's going to win the battle, but love's going to win the war. That's worth writing a song about. Such a pleasure to have Drew and Lacey in the studio. You can find their debut CD. It's called Drew and Lacey, as well as another Drew and Lacey album called Monochrome on iTunes. If you just caught part of the show and like to hear the beginning, you want to listen again or share it with a friend, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. And follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Abby Vance and Victoria Hardy. And our producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>